In Mark chapter 13, beginning with verse 24, we find ourselves in the midst of a conversation Jesus was having on the Mount of Olives, looking out at the temple in Jerusalem and some of his closest followers. And then he says, But in those days, after the tribulation, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. Powerful words, aren't they? But it doesn't do us any good to pretend anything other than the truth that this passage is complicated. If you were to read Mark 13 in its entirety, you'll find that it's really hard to fit it in a particular box. It's really hard to fit everything that's being taught here in a certain category. Because if you view this as being exclusively about when Jesus comes again, there's a lot of things here that Jesus is talking about that actually seem to be dealing much more with contemporary life in the times of his apostles. That is hard to fit into that model. However, if we try to say that Mark 13 is only talking about things that happened within the lifetime of his apostles, there's passages like this that don't quite fit either. Because the world would know if Jesus had come in the clouds and gathered the elect in a literal way as this describes here. Sometimes, as we come to know Jesus, there will be passages in Scripture that are difficult. And we'll find ourselves having to make a choice between which interpretation fits best. And it is possible that people who truly know and love Jesus might not always interpret things exactly the same way. We'll put more weight on one view than another, more weight on a particular passage than another. And while it's important that we never let that tip so far that we start saying something that's flat out wrong because we ignore other things Scripture says, there is going to be some uncertainty. There is going to be some ambiguity. That's why our call is not to know the future. Our call is to know Jesus. Because if we know Jesus... If we're following, if we're looking for him, his work in this world, if we're looking for him, that we might meet him at his coming. And the rest of it is going to work itself out. For some scholars looking at this passage, they keep it solidly within its historical framework because it seems so clear that the earlier paragraphs are speaking about things that would happen in Jerusalem within the next 30 or 40 years, they take what Jesus says here to be symbolic. A lot of that language, as he talks about stars falling and everything else, are language that the Hebrew prophets had used in the centuries before Jesus. Words that carried symbolic meaning, not necessarily a literal description of things that would happen with the stars in the sky. So when they hear Jesus saying this, they take it to be describing things that he's going to unfold, his coming in judgment on Jerusalem, especially in light of the crucifixion that he's about to endure and the way that God would gather his people to themselves. Others struggle with that interpretation, especially in light of other things written in the New Testament about Jesus's literal second coming, which this seems to describe really well. So they understand this instead as describing what will happen at the end when Jesus does come again. 
when Jesus comes in the clouds, when all that is evil in this world faces his judgment and everyone who belongs to him is gathered to him to be with him forever. Now there'll be things Jesus says later that challenges that, like him saying that all these things will take place before this generation passes away. We'll talk more later about what that means. But however we choose to interpret this particular passage, whether like some scholars we see those descriptions as being more symbolic and describing how their whole world was about to change, or whether we take it more literally as being about when Jesus comes again at the end. Appreciate, no matter how you interpret it, Jesus will come again at the end. That is part of the gospel. As Mark is inspired to give us here this beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the fact that Jesus will come again is part of it. He doesn't leave us here in this world with all of its problems. He doesn't leave us here for this world to just go on exactly as it is indefinitely. Things will change. Evil will be punished. Those who know and love Jesus, those who belong to him, will be gathered to him to spend eternal life with him. No matter how we interpret any other passage, that is essential. That is true. And if we understand that, it can give us clarity for how we live today and hope for what lies ahead.